1: One constant through all the
0: years, Ray, has been baseball. It hasn't happened at Fenway Park
1: for 95 years. The Red Sox are world champions.
0: All right, everyone, welcome in Red Sox beat, of course, like every other week. Jess Thomas alongside me. As always, I'm Jared Scal here on CLNS Radio. Don't forget to, today's episode is brought to you by our partners at Reached. You can go to Reached app and check us out. Good, um, it's a great app. You Go to www.reachedapp.com backslash CLNS and download the app for iOS or Google Play today and choose your favorite group and invite all of your friends to join. And answer questions and share across all of your social media pages the results. The app is simple and easy to use, so get on board with us today. And you can use that app, we ask questions, and you can interact with us and we'll read some of the results. Uh, today I asked a question on there about what was the biggest concern for the Red Sox so far, if there was one. And I put down there the starting pitching, the bullpen, most, mostly Koji with that one, uh, the offense I forget the fourth one, Jess. I don't know if you know the top of your head, but I put four options there, and you picked the one. I believe the pitching staff—what a shocker! There was leading the result on that one. <laughs> um, but it's a good service, so go check it out. We got a great partnership with them. Um, a lot to talk about today. Some big news around Major League Baseball—bigger news than most people, than most times we have on the show so far. So we're going to kick off with those. Um, and then we'll kind of dive into more Red Sox stuff. Obviously, we have a new fantasy segment to get to, of course, adding you, giving you some uh, better people to talk about and add this week in your fantasy league. And, of course, we'll recap the week that was in the terrible Red Sox team this week, and then we'll preview this upcoming week, too. So we got a lot to talk about. Just Let's just get right into it and uh, start with MLB headlines. First, Josh Hamilton is set to return, but to the Texas Rangers, after the Angels have actually agreed to send the struggling right fielder, back to his former team simply for cash. The Angels have agreed to pay $68 million of his contract basically for him to go away. Um, So that's big news there. We'll kind of talk about that in a second. Other news, St. Louis Cardinals stud ace Adam Wainwright, yeah, that one, has been placed on the disabled list with an Achilles and ankle injury and an MRI scheduled for Monday and may determine whether he will be out for the season, but it's not looking good. Um, The Cardinals, of course, are prepping for the worst. This injury was uh, questioned and was Uh, What's the right word on the floor here? Was obtained while batting. Side note, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Scherzer of the Nationals injured during at bat as well. Says no one wants to see pitchers hit. Um, He is out tonight with a bruised thumb injury. He will not make his next scheduled start. Um, Yasiel Puig has been placed on the DL for the first time in his entire career with a hamstring injury. He suffered trying to beat out a throw to third on Friday night. And finally, Adrian Beltre is a little mad about his broken bat from the other night and has sent an invoice to Garrett Richards of the Angels for $300 and, quote, read, cash only, no checks, and signed his name. And it looks pretty official according to the report, and who knows if they will actually follow up on it. What I was seeing was there was a autographed bat in return of the Invoice from Adrian Delphere. So that was kind of a quirky one, but kind of comical. I wanted to throw that in there. So those are your MLB headlines, of course. Uh, those are brought to you by lynda.com. You can obtain your free 10 day trial from CNS Radio if you go to www.lynda.com backslash CNS and you get a 10, free 10 day trial. Uh, over 4,500 different courses on there to go on and learn from experts to so go on and check it out. Jeff, uh, yes, a lot of MLB headlines there. Um, get your reaction. And just kind of go from there. For obviously, I didn't really. Get, I kind of jumped over you first. How are you doing this week? And kind of jumped right into it. <laughs> uh,
1: that's cool. Huh? I'm good. Um, I like that you used obtained twice in the last minute, though. That was exciting. Did I what? He used it, the word obtained. He used it for Wainwright obtaining it batting, and he said you could obtain your 10-day free trial.
0: Uh, hey, it's a good word. It is a good word. I say I like it. Obtained. It's a nice word. All right. What do you think of all this, Jess? There's a lot. It's a lot yeah, going on in baseball. A lot, in a lot of
1: headlines. So Josh Hamilton, it's. It's pretty remarkable when you can get a player for literally nothing who was as good as he was in the past. So maybe maybe he can figure his life out and, and uh, go back to the Rangers and actually actually resurrect his career.
0: If that's the case and it works, the Rangers will be paying – well, the Rangers are, anyway are paying $2 million a year for him. And if they get what they had before, then that's a huge steal, of course, obviously. No, no No worries there about that one. But it's just crazy to think that the guy who – was so good in Texas before, obviously, the reasoning why he had his relapse and all that stuff. And we've talked about it the last few weeks now because he's just made the news. Um, His relapse was because the Angels didn't really take care of him and didn't watch out for him. He's got a support system there in Texas, and that's why they're willing to take a shot on him. And uh, there were also reports out there just today that when – he he was spotted at the ballpark down there in Texas, um, and he he was smiling, grin to grin, and couldn't be happier to be back. So I think good things are coming from Josh Hamilton out of this.
1: Yeah, good. I'm glad he went to a place that actually cares about him instead of a place that just wants to drop him like he's a disease. So yeah, yeah Josh Hamilton, one more week, and hopefully this is the end of it, and he can figure it out from here. Um, Adam Wainwright, that's that's huge. This this happens every year. There's always some like really really good pitcher. Who gets hurt for the whole year? Like, really yep. happens all the time, multiple times, most of the time. And yeah, it's looking. I guess it's not 100% official if he's out for the year, but it's like pretty much. It's like a 99% soon. chance yeah. he's going to be out for the year. Yeah, and of course, it happens when he's batting. That's 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 so obnoxious.
0: It bugs the crap out of me. And that's why I put that Scherzer note in there too, because he said the same thing that he said no one wants to see pitchers hit. No one pays to see them hit. Yep. They can't hit most the majority of them cannot hit. And they can't run. And the run ones at who all. can <laughs> hit and the ones who can hit have like a two hundred average. So they really can't hit. Right. So like it's not worth it. They need a DH and we're gonna I'm gonna talk about that with you in a second. But yeah, high it's, high it's guys, keep just keep going.
1: It's stupid. It's, I totally agree with them and nobody wants to see pitchers bat. They're bad at batting, they're bad at running. And then if they get hurt, it's really stupid, and it doesn't happen in the American League because there's no no pitcher batting, so it just puts them at a disadvantage, and it's just kind of dumb. Yep. Yasiel Puig DL. Well, the way he plays, kind of kind of out of control. You'd expect him to go on the DL at some point because he's he's pretty he's a, he's a wild man. So I'm not surprised he's on the DL, and it you know. The Dodgers. I was
0: shocked to hear that this was the first time in his career that he was on the DL. Yeah,
1: I would have expected to do more since he, like, runs into walls and, like, trips over bases and...
0: Yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> it's not Shane Victorino-like, which we'll get to later, too, but it's still crazy to think that he's on the DL for the first time in his career.
1: Yeah, I don't think it will affect them too much. I'm sure they can play without
0: him. He's good, but I'm he's sure. not that good. They got a good team. He's not that good. Jess, no. He's good.
1: <laughs> I wanted to prove it to me. I'm not sold yet. Okay. It takes a while to sell me. I know. <laughs> Give it time. All right, Adrian Beltre. That's pretty funny. It's, it looked to me like it was pretty much just a joke. I mean, I know that Beltre doesn't like getting touched on the helmet. We know that from when he was in Boston.
0: Uh-huh, yeah. He
1: obviously also... I always loved that. That was funny. That oh, was hilarious. He just, like, ran away. Like, don't touch me. Don't touch me.
0: Yeah, he's like a scared little kid of running away from a spider or something. <laughs> like...
1: It was. You're a grown man.
0: Let someone touch your head.
1: So it looks like now we didn't know, but he apparently doesn't like people breaking his bats either and
0: he broke a few he, against three. him.
1: Garrett Richards broke 3 of Adrian Beltray's bats. So pretty funny. I mean it's it's good. It's humorous. It it makes kind of light of the situation even though it's like actually a real invoice, which makes it even funnier, but it's it's all in good fun and I'm sure he'll get over it, but funny little tidbit. I enjoyed that.
0: I love that Garrett Richards actually sent him something. He sent him an autographed bat. Right. <laughs> and it's it, that's probably worth more than $300. So um <laughs> So it's 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 kind of funny the way the MLB players and they're all friends for the most part nowadays. So it's kind of a a nice little joke. But I thought it was cool to put at the bottom of the headlines there. Um, Just before we move on to Red Sox stuff, though, I do want to hit on this whole National League DH crap that clearly needs to happen even more now. Um, It seems like every year
1: before and here it comes up again.
0: Yeah, like it seems like, and you said it. Like it seems like every year a big pitcher is going down for something other than actually pitching. And this time, Wainwright was hurt swinging, and, and now it's—he didn't need to be on the bases. He didn't need to be doing that. He needs to worry about pitching, and that's why the NL needs to get over themselves and adopt a way to put the DH in the game and figure it out. It's not that difficult. Pitchers should not be hitting at all, because even if it's they can, they're athletic enough to not get hurt in the swing a bat, which Bartolo Colon is not, and he should not be swinging a bat. He's in a big case for me. Um, have you, have you, Jess? Have you seen some of his swing? I have. They're hideous. If you haven't seen them out there, listeners, go out there. Go Google this Bartolo and swinging. It's horrific. It's awful. He's gotten hurt a bunch of times because of it. He shouldn't be hitting, and this, it's a case. And these guys are great pitchers, but they shorten their seasons because, well, they just have to hit, and they get hurt running bases. They carry hurt all this stuff. Uh, Scherzer was hurt, run, um, hitting as well. It's just it's tough to see, and you hate to see it. And it's just there's no way there's no way around it.
1: Well, it's it's the funny thing. You wonder why these pitchers want to go to the National League because you have just the examples right here. Max Scherzer went from the Detroit Tigers to the Washington Nationals. Didn't have to hit now he does. Then he gets hurt and clearly doesn't want to hit. So clearly that was all about the money. And then oh yeah, someone who just keeps coming to mind to me is John Lester. Like he must really, 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 really want to break that that hundred uh, and seven year championship drought for the Cubs because oh yeah because. He chose willingly to go to Chicago and have to hit. John Lester doesn't want to hit anything. He's so uncomfortable at no. the plate. He can't run. Like no, that was so stupid.
0: Yeah, it just it needs to be changed. I don't want to harp too much on it. Because I think we both agree. But it's just it's stupid to think that the league is that stubborn to let their stars go down. And you're gonna you're gonna have a Cardinals team who relies on a- Wainwright to keep their consistency to put him in the postseason every year. And now he's guys out for the year three weeks into the season.
1: Yeah, it's gonna it would change the game if they changed it, but. They're looking at different ways to change the game, and I don't think this is going to slow down the game, but it's certainly going to make it better and more fair and even, and not so skewed in one direction or the other. Because the AL team has to lose a batter, like the Red Sox lose in Ortiz, and the National League doesn't have to worry about pitchers getting getting injured. I mean, even th- I, I just thought of this this second: if if a pitcher gets hit with a pitch when they're batting, gets hurt that way, like that's also a possibility.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure it has. I off the top of my head, but it's just stupid to think that that would be the way someone would get knocked out of the game or not be able to pitch as well because of a sore hip or a sore side or something like that. It's just it's stupid. Fair. And the big, the biggest disadvantage to me is just like the whole World Series situation in interleague play. National League teams have the advantage situation just because they oh, yeah. can, You add a hitter versus we losing a DH. So it's just it's stupid and it needs to be fixed. I think it, I think seeing this might stir some conversation up if not if it hasn't already. Yeah, I hope they know it's to do something about it. They need to do something about it. But I don't want to harp too much on it. But those are your heavenly headlines. That's what's going on around the league. Um, let's move on, Jess. Let's get some Red Sox action going on here. Let's just talk about the last week before we jump into more other stuff that I want to talk about, uh, considering I get to crap on Shane Victorino again this week. So you do? <laughs> <laughs> it's getting old. It's um, old. This week was rough, Jess. Um, I know going into this week, if I remember correctly from last week's show, I predicted that they would sweep the, the Rays and take 2 out of 3 from Baltimore. You predicted 2 out of 3 from both series. Yep. They ended up losing 2 out of 3 out of both series. It was a rough week. You shouldn't have lost 2 to the Rays. Uh, you went 2-4 and four overall. Wade Miley had a really bad start, lost 18-7 to seven in Baltimore. Uh, the team blew that 5-1 lead last week um, against the Rays. Should have won that game. Um, Alan Craig being a moron that he is. Um, against Baltimore in that last game that you lost in the 10th inning, where he quote, he said, I was trying to be aggressive and make a play for Koji. Uh, you should know better. It, don't put a guy on third base with no outs against Koji. If anything, you keep him on first. That would have been keeping a play for Koji. Um, Alan Craig's stupid, and he's sitting like crap, and he shouldn't be on this team. But none of that. It was a really bad week. There's nothing really to talk good about, except for the top player I want to say this week, who is again, is Brock Holt.
1: When, and when I is I the think top name, player, not Brock Holt?
0: I gotta say, his name keeps coming up. I'm just gonna, like, leave him there in this spreadsheet that we have for our pre-show, uh, prep show sheet here, and I'm just gonna leave it there until he changes my mind, because this week, I know it was only three games, but realistically, what, it was three out of six they played, so, um, and he's in there again tonight. Um, it's, it's crazy to see. He's, he was three for nine. That's a 444 batting average in the three games, with four hits, a home run, and three ribbies. Kid's striking, kid's playing well. You gotta find a spot for him in the lineup. And, Especially now with Shane Victorino going on the deal, which we'll get to later on in the show here, um, you you have room to play him. You can give Bogarts nights off more. You can play him in right field, not have to play Alan Craig. But I feel like the Red Sox are being persistent on playing Alan Craig. But I think that you need to play. You need to find a place to place rock Rockhold every day at this point, or at least not more than fifty percent of the games.
1: Well, yeah, he's got to play. Obviously, he's he's shown that he keeps being the player of the week, and even when no one else is hitting. He hits. I think he had he had a couple hits yesterday in the eighteen to seven route. So you gotta find mm-hmm. you gotta find places for him. He's he's obviously a good ball player, player and he's proved that over time now, and not just a game or two, but over a full season, based almost a full season worth of of at bats between last
0: year and this year. At this point, he was also a big part when he hit that three run homer. Uh huh. That, that won, when in he the won game. him the game. So yeah. So it's just crazy, and he, I think he needs to play. Um, but still just rough week. Well it wasn't it wasn't really as bad as it seems though. I mean they lost to the Yeah, but you can't be blowing these games though, right? You should have swept the rays. Especially or at least oh, take yeah. two out of three, considering you were up five one in what, the sixth inning until um
1: Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly was thing.
0: it? Joe Kelly yeah. to crapped himself. Well that was obviously so. the
1: worst loss because you were up five one and you lose seven five, even though they don't have much offense. Then the game on Thursday, the the two to one loss, like yeah, that's That's obviously a tough loss because it was tied for the whole game, and then you lose in the bottom of the ninth. Well,
0: the thing is, I can swallow a two to one loss because sometimes your your bats aren't going to be there. Like there are going to be games where you lose two to one. That's fine, but you shouldn't be up five to one and with this offense and losing.
1: Yeah, it's obviously the seven to five loss is the worst. So that's what I'm saying. Like it wasn't really, it didn't seem as bad as it was because they did beat the Rays one nothing, and they lost two to one, so they easily could have won two out of three, and they could have won all three. And then against Baltimore, I mean, they won the first game in a great game. And then the second one, they had a great chance to win since they had the lead in the 10th inning on the Bogarts' home run and then blew it in the 10th. The, the so that also hurts. And then obviously the 18 runs kind of just end of the week on a really sour note after a couple of tough losses already. So it could have been a lot
0: better, but it could have who been a lot
1: pitched, worse
0: too. Who – I don't have it in front of me. Who pitched the Tuesday game, the one nothing win against the Rays?
1: Uh, that was Wade Miley.
0: Yeah. Was it? you sure?
1: Oh, yeah. He pitched uh, five and two-thirds, three hits, no runs, four walks, three Ks.
0: Huh. Never mind that. I was going to give someone a compliment. I don't want to give him a compliment.
1: <laughs> well, it was him. He didn't last. Well, too, too I was going to say uh, that
0: was the best win of the week, and I'll actually give the team credit for that because winning a one nothing game is something I didn't think they could do, and they, they somehow did it, and that was the game against Chris Archer, which was even more impressive. Yeah. Um, you, you squeaked out a win there. I Didn't think that was going to happen, but you did. So that was probably, I think, for me, that was probably the best win out of the two.
1: I think that. Well, yeah, I like the the no runs part, but I enjoyed the seven to five win over Baltimore because
0: just. Well, it's because his offense. There's more. There's more. There's more watch.
1: Well, no, I enjoyed it because even though we blew the blew a four to two lead, um, after they tied it at four in the bottom of the seventh, um, Gondo came in and. Shut the door on a couple a couple batters to keep it tied, and then get in and yep. a home run and half inning later in the tenth. I just thought it was a good good combination of of uh, getting out of a big jam and then capitalizing immediately afterwards.
0: Which is big because that's something they haven't been able to do all year. I know it's short season, but they haven't been able to do that since the start of the season. Really, they haven't really kept the momentum on their side with their pitching, which is again atrocious. Um, one highlight for me, just smaller stuff, it's kind of a, a funny highlight was that. And we talked about this off air too. Hanley Ramirez came out and said the the night before, I think it was Saturday night that he was gonna hit a home run the next day and Sunday he came out and hit two.
1: Yeah. He he's
0: doing what he I wants.
1: Two two home runs uh yesterday and also home run on Friday as well. He's had eight home runs and it's still April. That's that's awesome. I mean he's
0: Hanley is coming as advertised.
1: He's rough on defense, but his offense Certainly, more than makes up for I'd say eight home runs and, and 17
0: RBI already. But see, I think for me, and I know we talk about Hanley a lot, but how can you not when he's hitting so well? Left field at Fenway, is somewhere where I can deal with him being. Because we, again, we've seen a trove of just left fielders out there, and I know we harp on that a lot, but like, it's true. Like, I don't mind having a power bat who's going to hit like this. If you put him in left field, and he's mediocre. Like he's, I know he's ducked out away, but like, you're probably not going to see him be okay enough to deal with, or like even Manny level out there in left field until probably. June or July. He's got to get used to it. A couple spring training games and uh, like three weeks of regular season at Fenway isn't going to cut it. Like he's got to get like, a couple months under his belt before he looks okay. And you start, He's going to look bad. His hat's going to come flying off. He, looks, he is playing like Manny out there. It's the way his mannerisms are. He is hustling a little bit better since the last time we talked here, Jess, which is nice. And I, think he, uh, I think he got a little uh, spank in the, the rear end there from a couple teammates because he responded and he started playing a lot better.
1: Yeah, I mean the defense isn't isn't that much of a concern. He'll he'll figure it out over time. It's it's early and he's gotta he's gotta figure out how to play all the nooks and crannies because I mean the difference between the infield and the outfield is huge. It's a completely different mindset. It's a completely different field structure. You know, it's all the infields are the same with with dirt and and grass. The outfield's completely different with the walls and foul territory and everything. So he'll mm-hmm. he'll figure it out and. The fact that he has eight home runs is obviously what we brought him here for, and I thought he'd be good, but I didn't expect him to be this good.
0: No, I didn't either. I knew he was going to add something to this lineup, and then on top of it, Pablo Sandoval has been hitting better as of late. He also got a couple RBIs uh, tonight as well, um, against opening against the Blue Jays here at Fenway, so uh, right in the first inning. So... He's advertised, He's coming pretty much as advertised as well, but Hanley's defense is going to be there, and if it isn't, oh well, because he's going to keep hitting like this, I'm okay with it. Um, I can deal with the issues in left field, because um, they're going to get a little better. They might not get perfect. They're not going to get perfect, but I can deal with the deficiencies slightly to, for the way his bat's been so far.
1: Yeah, I'm glad that Sandoval too is finally breaking out. He had his first home run, and now he's driving in some more runs, which is good to see because he didn't, as we talked about, he didn't even have an extra base hit for the first two and a half weeks of the season. So
0: No, but he's getting comfortable. He's getting comfortable in the AL, and I think he's starting to figure it out. Now he's just going to learn how to hit from the right side consistently, and he'll be fine.
1: That's the problem with, with shows like this and talk shows and stuff, is that people need stuff to talk about, so they overreact about things, not realizing that you know it might take a little bit of time for a guy to get comfortable or figure out how to play or figure out his new position. Things take time.
0: I'm cool with overreacting; it's fun.
1: Well, I know most she people enjoy that, but it's not real. It's not idea. realistic for what for the purposes of the team.
0: I can overreact about the pitching staff. I always do that.
1: But see, that's I don't feel like that's good either because it's too early to tell. It's not too early to tell that they're struggling, obviously, but this, we're not giving them enough time to to figure it out and to. I mean, a bunch of them are p- pitching on different teams, so you got to keep that into consideration too.
0: We will give you more about the lovely pitching staff in just a few minutes. <laughs> We'll get we'll make you listen a little more to get the pitching staff dirt that we have. Um, teaser: the lowest DRA on the team is 4.06. I right. will tell you who that is later. Um, let's uh, just let's kind of break this up here and do a little fantasy baseball. Why not? We can. I can do whatever I want. Kind of the host of the show. <laughs> uh, fantasy baseball here again. We're just going to do top pickups for the week. Kind of the best way I can do this is just. And set this this whole segment up is just really gonna we're gonna keep giving you a couple players every week here and there to add and kind of fill out your roster, especially if there's key injuries. Um, with Adam Wainwright potentially going down, I know we have some pitchers on this list this week, Jess, that could help you out. Um, so if you want to go first, we'll go every other again, and we'll kind of shoot these out.
1: Okay, my first pickup is a pitcher. He's on the New York Yankees, and his name is Dylan Batanzas.
0: Ooh, Yankees, boo hey, you Yankees
1: too <laughs> I know
0: <laughs> I didn't w- I'm just
1: giving you the reaction that fans are thinking when you're talking. oh, sure, and I'm giving myself that reaction because I don't
0: <laughs> want to pick
1: him, but when you look at
0: I picked a rod, okay, like I think I'm the ultimate uh bandwagon Yankee fantasy fan here, yeah, I
1: think A-Rod's about as low as you can go, Fan's <laughs> not so much he's only a second year player, and people aren't used to him in the league yet, so he's probably not he's probably not too hated yet at this point. But he's really good, which is why I'm picking him for this category. He's already 3-0 and this year with a zero ERA and 15 strikeouts. He's only given up five hits the whole year, and he's not closing, which people thought he would be closing. Andrew Miller's been closing games for the Yankees, but Batanzas comes in, he gets outs, he gets strikeouts, and clearly he doesn't give up runs because he hasn't given up a run yet, and he is still available in my league. I'm not sure why he's available, but he's not. he's not picked up in a lot of leagues, I saw, so definitely go out and get him because he's not even a starter and he's giving you three wins and strikeouts are always big and not giving up runs is also big. So go out there and get Dylan Batances.
0: Yeah. I'm going to stay on the pitching route. Um going to stay with the I'm staying in the division. Even I, I we love this division, Jess it's great, great pitching in this division. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Wei-Yin Chen. We just saw him here in Boston against the Red Sox, if you were watching. So I mean, he pitched well. He had a couple rough start, one rough start against the Red Sox early in the year, but his ERA is a 2.78, which is good for most fantasy leagues when you add him up. Uh, he's got a good value for daily leagues, and he's, his whip is uh, 1.06. He's not great for strikeouts. He's not a good strikeout pitcher um he, he'll have some but it's not going to be high volume so don't rely on him on for that but I think he's going to be solid to get you some wins because the O's team is decent and the RA and whip will keep you down so I definitely think and he, de- he will pick get you some innings too that's for sure he does de- when, when he's on he can get seven or eight quality innings so definitely go uh pick up Wei Yin Chen of the Baltimore Orioles there
1: good pick he's a good pitcher and for all the reasons you just you just said he's he's a I think the best guys are the ERA guys. If you can keep your ERA low, then you're going to be a pretty popular pitcher for fantasy.
0: Yeah, ERA is a tough stat to keep low during fantasy, as a fantasy owner.
1: Well, yeah, if you it's have it's a couple bad stats. And...
0: Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, like, if you had Wade Miley in your fantasy, <laughs> you might apologize.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a pretty high ERA. Yeah. All right, my second guy to pick up is a guy that we also just saw, and another guy in the AL East. Jimmy Paredes of the Baltimore Orioles—he is on fire. He's hitting four twenty nine with three home runs this season, nine RBI as well. Before before today's game, games happen. Actually, their game got postponed, so that's those are still his numbers. So he's he's a good player. He kind of torched the Red Sox. He got multiple hits in in the games. He had, he had four hits in one of the games. And a couple of home runs, so most of that, most of his his uh, stats are against the Red Sox. But I think he'll keep doing it. He's hitting high in their lineup, and he's clearly a very good player. And I mean, it could be a little a little fling at the beginning of his beginning of the season. I think beginning of his career too. I think he's a rookie. So, yep, he is. Okay, I would still take him though because right now he's producing, and you want stats for right now. And he's 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 really producing for the Orioles, and I enjoy really watching him, even though I didn't enjoy it for the Red Sox sake because he torched us, but he's clearly a good player and he was, he was doing everything. So go pick up Jimmy Paredes.
0: We are on a week by week basis here. And this week, Jimmy Paredes is a guy you want, especially um, again in daily fantasy leagues. He's probably got a low value still and he's something he's going to produce just like Brock Holt. Man, every <laughs> I, I was, side note, I was on Twitter, and there was a Twitter handle who was tweeting out recommendations for Daily Fantasy, and, and they didn't have Brock Holt in the list. So I responded, don't forget about Brock, the Brock star, Brock Holt. And they responded, of course, we never forget about your lovely Brock Holt up there in Boston. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's definitely got some good value, so I'll Brock Holt aside, uh, extra throw-in if you haven't decided already that we love Brock Holt on the show. We love Brock Holt. Um, Absolutely. My second pick, my final pick, is going to be Andre Ethier, the Dodgers. Um, numbers haven't been great, yet, but I a stipulation on that, and this is why I picked him. Yasiel Puig, his lovely teammate, just got put on the disabled list, and he is expected to get the majority of the innings while Yasiel Puig is down. So his numbers will rise. If you have Andre Ethier, make sure he's in your lineup. If he's in your league, go pick him up. Um, I also saw that Carl uh, uh, Crawford could get some... Um, some more playing time as well, obviously with Puig being down. But I think Andre Ethier is exposed to get both. Um, if that report changes in any time, then just go pick up Carl Crawford. It's kind of a give and take of who's going to play. But I believe Ethier right now is the go-to for them. So pick up Andre Ethier and he'll get you some more um, stats while Puig's down. And if you need, if you have him on your bench, make sure he's playing. If you have a guy who's struggling, Andre Ethier is your guy. Um, I don't trust Carl Crawford. I was about to say so never, <laughs> never, pick Carl Crawford. <laughs> um, but Andre Ethier, I think, can keep you stat- give you steady stats while Puig's down if he's going to be in. I don't trust Carl Crawford on a night-to-night basis, but if you need a fill an outfielder, Andre Ethier, the Dodgers, is your guy.
1: There you go. Wayne Chen, Andre Ethier, Jimmy Paredes, and Dylan Betances Go grab him.
0: Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Don't forget, uh, we got a new sponsor. Jess, it's great. This, uh, this fantasy baseball segment, Fitting, is brought to you by DraftKings.com. The wait is finally over. Baseball season is here at last, and the excitement continues all season long at DraftKings.com. Com, uh, The official Daily Fantasy partner of Major League Baseball. It's a great website. Um, if you haven't used it already and you want to check it out, uh, Daily Fantasy means no season-long commitments. Uh, you get instant cash every night as soon as you guys win. Um, why wait until the end of the season to claim victory? You can claim it every day and you get huge cash as you go as well. Again, you set your lineup every day at DraftKings. It's like a brand new season. Every time you play, you just select two pitchers, eight position players, and you stay under the salary gap, and you could be on your way to enormous payday. Last year, Peter from Colorado won a million bucks at DraftKings in one day, just playing fantasy baseball. Hundreds of thousands of fantasy sports fans, just like you have already cashed in at DraftKings. Now it's your turn. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code new England. Again, new England to play for free. I'm not kidding. It's free. Completely free. You can win a part of the $300 million in prizes being awarded this season. Use promo code, again, New England for free entry now at DraftKings.com. We are happy that they're a sponsor, and it's very exciting. And I, Again, I use DraftKings prior to the sponsorship. It's a great service. Um, go on and check it out, and that's why we give you recommendations for Dynasty Fit daily fantasy as well. So, uh, again, our fantasy segment this week brought to you by DraftKings.com. And now we're going to move on. I love our fancy segment, Jess. It's great stuff. helps me out too because it makes sure I do my research for my own team. It's
1: pretty awesome that we have a, a sponsor
0: for it now too. It's nice. It makes sense. You know, it kind of goes hand in hand. Um, all right, we're going to move on and we're going to stay with pitching because this Red Sox pitching is horrific. Uh, Red Sox have the worst ERA in baseball. Not joking. That's, that's actually a stat. That's a thing. Is it time to panic? And I know Jess, you might not say yes. I know you kind of teased that earlier. Um, this is where my teaser from earlier is going to come into play. The best ERA out of the starting five pitches right now is a 4.06. Jess, you know who that is? I'm assuming it's Joe Kelly. It is Joe Kelly. Um, he has a 4.06 ERA. Um, this has been linked. The starters have been pitching horribly. Wade Miley had, like, before his last start, had, like, an 8-point-something ERA. Just it was It's above atrocious. They can't get out of the fifth inning for the most part, except for a couple starts here and there. Um Tonight, Joe Kelly, of course, the best T.I. on the team, has started giving up three runs in the first inning. I was going to
1: say, it's not not that anymore, (laughs) unfortunately. Yeah,
0: it's probably probably higher. It's 5.40 now. It's 5.04. Even better, Jess. It's just so much fun to watch that, isn't it? Um, What I have, and I saw, hold on, I have them. There we go. Um, As of this afternoon, before Joe Kelly took the mound, ERAs are the five aces. Clay Buckles, 4.84. Porcello, 6.48. That is the guy who just paid $20 million a year to pitch for you for the next however many years you signed him. Justin Masterson, a 5.16. Wade Miley, 8.62. That was a lot higher. Cut that in half. And Kelly, whatever. what was Kelly now? I have it at 4.08. 5.40 now. So 5.40 with the three runs he's allowed tonight so far. Your best starter now because of that inning is now Claybot Colts at 4.84. That should be like your fourth starter if you want to be a good team. Rick Porcello, again, the guy you're paying, $20 million. He has a 6.48 ERA. Are you kidding me, Jess? This team, I'm panicking. I'm tapping that panic button a million times over. This isn't going to get better. Coming into the year, I was okay with giving them about a month to justify and see what you have. It's almost a month.
1: That's to say you got to give them another week then if you're giving them a month.
0: <laughs> I don't think that much is going to change in a month, in a week. This not team likely. needs to figure out something. And It's not just us, though, because around, the base, around baseball, pitching has not been great. This whole division, only really great pitching I've seen is the Tigers and the Royals. They're the only teams that really got out to a hot start. And you know what that means, Jess? The market for Cole Hamels is going up. So you might have to pay more now because you waited. And I I hate to tie it in, but Moogie Betts hasn't been hitting that well, so how much is his value? Now, Jess, it's time to panic. I can
1: see why you panic. I'm not going to panic.
0: I'm panicking. I'm freaking out over you. I can tell. I want to win a World Series.
1: Well, you're going to have to wait. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Until like next year when they actually do something with their rotation. Yeah, I know.
1: Well, so here we go. Obviously the pitcher's bad, the ERA is not good. But I think you got to give him more than a month. I think you got to reevaluate in in about 3 weeks from now. And maybe that's maybe you still think nothing's going to change in 3 weeks and it may not, but I think you should give it till at least mid to late May to see if they're good because Porcello's never anywhere but Detroit, Colton's been getting better the last couple starts. I think Masterson, I don't mean, know, 2-0. And then um, Joe Kelly has been throwing harder than ever, 98, 99, miles per hour. And he's had been good before today in every start except that one inning against Tampa Bay. And now, of course, today as well. But I think there's potential for each guy, and I think you should wait and see where their ERA sit on May 25th, but I can see why you panic right now. I get that, and obviously it's a bad start, and this team should definitely be better than 10 and 9 at this point because the offense is good enough. It's not as good as it should be yet, but it should be good enough to be better than 10 and 9. But the pitching has just brought it down.
0: Yeah, it shouldn't be 10. And they're not a 500 team. Um, it's crazy to think that this team with all this offense can't be mediocre at the pitching staff look we came into the season just and we kept saying give it time and I was okay with giving it time because I thought these guys were going to be better than this I figured they'd be at, like middle of the pack rotation and if you're a middle of the pack rotation you're probably at least four more wins higher than you already are and you're probably comfortably in the lead in the AL East by a couple games uh, now I believe you're a game back of the Yankees and that doesn't matter at this point it's only April but my point is you should be at least four wins higher than you are because this pitching stuff hasn't happened. And I also saw a stat that um, Tony Mazza, the sports hub, tweeted out earlier, and he's the baseball guy in this town, for that station at least. Um, Red Sox pitchers have allowed opponents to bat 311 with runners in scoring position. You know why I hate that, Jess? <laughs> well, it's because, bad. <laughs> well, it's, obviously it's bad, but you know why it's bad? Because this rotation claims that they had what it took to beat everyone, be the ace tonight. Like, they were pitching and buckled down. And the time when they need to buckle down and get out of their own jams, they can't do it. They're heading three their opponent's heading three eleven.
1: Well, think gets a little bit skewed because of Miley's stats, but It all counts. Yeah, it does. And Forcello hasn't been good and he's given up six home runs, which is terrible. But Yeah, I mean they're not getting it done. It's 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 been disappointing. Having the worst ERA in the league is not a not a good thing to carry under your name and I wanted them to be good, and I hoped that they'd be good, and they just haven't been so far. And it- this
0: is what speaks right here, Jeff. This is what speaks to the lovely inconsistencies of this pitching staff. Jen McCafferty of Live, I'm um, reading her article about the pitching staff here, and it says, On Saturday night, Justin Madison was the first Red Sox starter since April 13th, um, that was the home opener against the Nationals, to record an out in the seventh inning. Miley the next night followed that up with seven runs in two and a third innings. Couldn't even get out of the second inning or couldn't get out of the third inning the night after Clay Buckles got you into the seventh. That is the inconsistencies of this pitching staff. And that's a scary stat because that's not the first time that's happened.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point of a pitching staff is you want to be consistent and have everyone give you a good enough start and get deep into the game. And they haven't been getting deep into the games at all. And then you have guys like like Miley, for example, as we were just talking about, pitched five and two-thirds of out baseball in one start and sandwiched in between two starts of two and a third innings where he gave up seven runs. It's like, what... Mm-hmm. So which one is he? Is he a seven-run and 2 and 3rd innings pitcher or is he a five-and-two-thirds or six-inning pitcher who gives up no no runs or one run? How are we supposed to know? Because everybody's been so inconsistent.
0: Jess, do you want to make you feel better? Sure. The nice thing about the situation is the one reason why I think they can, they can hold off. I, I'm panicking. I think they should do something about it, but they can't really do anything about it because no one's going to make a trade this early in the season they should have done in the off season, and there's no one in the minors ready to come up. That's not, the, that's not what's supposed to make you feel better. Don't worry. What I want to tell you is um, American East, East opponents, Baltimore and Toronto, who they are going to be playing, um, starting rotation ERAs 5.42 and 5.06, not too far behind. So we all, I mean, we we kind of, and you can see it, and we knew it was coming in. This division isn't going to have great pitching all year unless someone go out of the division is contending, feels like they can contend, and goes out and gets the Cole Hamels like pitcher or someone at that stature. So you have time to wait because, and that's why they're in time, a game back in first place because the pitching is so bad in this division all around that you don't have to completely fall back on that just yet. But that is the one caveat out of this. That's the only reason why I think it's okay, but. Even then, Jess, I want them to panic and I want them to freak out about it so they can do something about it. But they just can't. They they're kind of held up in handcuffs right now.
1: Well, the whole division's bad. I mean, every not even bad. The whole the whole division's inconsistent. I mean, you look at the you look at the teams and the places they've been in and how they've played, and you got us going on a, a winning streak and a losing streak. You have Baltimore. They were like tied with us for the top of the division, then they lost five straight games and went to seven and ten. You had Tampa Bay sitting at the bottom of the division. Then they won five in a row, and now they're at the top of the division. The Yankees were poor at the beginning, and now they're the best of the division. Toronto's been back and forth, getting swept, and the sweeping play- people. So it's, like every team's been totally inconsistent in, on winning streaks and losing streaks. And that's kind of what's been around baseball. We were talking about it earlier before the show, that it's it's not there's not a whole lot of good teams, period, in the league right now. There's a couple good records between the Tigers, the Royals, the the Mets, the Dodgers,
0: and the Cardinals. And that's about it. Nobody else really But even come. those teams have kind of come back to earth. Yeah, the Mets lost and a couple of games. Think about and, it now. You know? Wainwright just lost, is probably gone for of the season now, so that's going to drop down. Yeah. Tigers and Royals both came down to earth, even though they're still up there. And Mets just, like you said, lost two out of three to the Yankees. So like, is it's there not, any good
1: major league teams? What's going on? <laughs>
0: I, I still think that the Tigers are the top team in the league right now, just the way they were playing. But like you said, baseball is kind of down in terms of just Overall wins and like being a, someone being a great team, and we, we're lacking that right now. We're lacking a powerhouse team. Everyone's average. Exactly, it's an average league right now. I know it's April; it's plenty of time to pick that up. Well, There's not a lot
1: of bad teams either. It's like everyone's like eight and ten, or ten and nine, or eleven and seven. It's or, awful.
0: <laughs> it's gross. I hate it. Someone needs to take over this league. I don't even care. It's not going to be the Red Sox. I know it's not. And if you think you're gonna if you think that, then you're probably in the dictionary as the definition of a pink hat fan. But or Homer. they're not good. Yeah, they're not going to do that. Like, I'm sorry. But I want someone to do it. I want someone to watch besides the Red Sox. I want someone nationally to pique my interest in baseball. I don't care who it is, as long as it's not the Yankees.
1: <laughs> Which kind of is right now because they're doing it really well.
0: <laughs> they're playing well, yeah. I give them credit. They're playing well. I want it to be the Mets. I want them to keep on this role. Um, but
1: even, like, teams, but that yeah, were, so teams that were supposed to be good, like the White Sox, Nationals. White Sox are 8 and 9. Yeah, the Nationals okay. are 7 and People nine.
0: overreacted at the White Sox. They weren't going to be that good.
1: Okay, well people were excited about them and they've, yeah, they've failed over people were excited
0: about the Cubs too and they're not taking over the league.
1: No, They're doing better than they than I expected them to at least. 10 What's their record right now? You, in front of
0: you. Yeah. That's about where I thought they'd be. Yeah, it's not bad. It's pretty good. Lester helps and he, he doesn't win a game. You know. <laughs> but like he, Rizzo's playing well over there and plus they got some young guys they just called up too. So it's it's working out for them. They they'll win in a few years. Um
1: you got those uh Giants as well, eight and eleven. The defending champion Giants <laughs> under five hundred. But that,
0: again, just that's their thing. Just every other year. I know. It's, it's fine. It's whatever. They, I don't even expect them to be close this year. I'm not going to pay attention. If they're there, they're there. But they're not going to be. I just don't expect it. They need to prove to me they can play two years in a row. Just like the Red Sox. Hey, look at that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's. Kind of, I'm going to tie the next subject right into, right in, kind of into the uh, the bad pitching. We we know the pitching's terrible. I just gave you a bunch of numbers that proved me right on that case. Um, that's what. That's when I like to use stats, Jess, when they prove me right. Well, of um, course. But Shane Victorino, and yes, this does tie into pitching, was placed on the, uh, the DL again for his right hamstring injury. Um, we kind of saw this coming, Jess. I, I, told, I told you. I did tell you day one he's going to be on the injury and he's going to be on the disabled list before we. know I didn't
1: it. disagree, did I? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't say you did. But only thing. That's, sucks about it is now that Ruz is still hurts, so he can't even come up and play. So now we're stuck with Alan Craig. Um, this, would this would have been the time for Ruz This would have been, yeah, for the most part, they're they're sitting on Alan Craig. Um, for the most part, this is when Ruz Castillo was expected to be up here.
1: Yeah, he blew his shit. End of April,
0: beginning of May, with when Victorino goes on the disabled list. Didn't I say about a month in Victorino's going to be on the DL? Yeah, he pretty much called everything except Castillo not playing. Yeah, well, that, no one, I mean, this guy's going to be injury prone soon. I think he already is at this point. Um,
1: That's what I'm thinking. But,
0: I heard Castillo's got like a week till he is um, potentially he's supposed to be taking BP, but he didn't. But potentially a week and a half before he gets back in the game. I honestly forgot weeks, we maybe. even had him. So <laughs> I know he keeps. And then we, we have Moncada too. Don't forget about him. Oh, yeah. well, that's, that's, <laughs> uh, he's still in extended. He's still an extended spring training. But um, yeah, so Shane Victorino's on the DL. But I think this ties into the um, the pitching and the bullpen. You want to know why? Cause and I read a story. We need in a, more bullpen. We need more bullpen. And they had, they looked they saw an opportunity, a guy who was probably not 100% anyway, put Shane Victory on the DL, hasn't been hitting well, probably not 100%, like I said. Gives them an ability to call someone up from minor leagues. a Barnes just came up the other night. I, think, I believe Stephen Wright's with the team now. Yeah, Heath Hembree um, came up, and then
1: dropped Heath Hembree and yeah. brought up Stephen Wright today.
0: So we'll see what happens there. Um, but it, it looks to me more like a ploy of, okay, we need some pitching to help this bullpen because the starting rotation has been such crap. Our bullpen's been overworked so early in the year.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, we need, you need fresh guys, and no one's fresh because the starters get out by the third or fourth inning. So the bullpen gets taxed, and then you need new guys, and you got to make spots for them. And there you have Shane Victorino, the flower that he is, headed over to the DL for the same injury as last year, the stupid ham- hamstring that just keeps nagging that doesn't go away because he plays too hard or can't seem to keep himself healthy for some reason. So he's gone, and then they bring up different pitchers to pitch because we need them because the stars aren't good. It's a pretty bad cycle.
0: Victorino, um, I believe he was stealing second when he hurt his hamstring again. Got I don't remember. I think he was stealing second. Um, and I know that he was, he's been in and out of the lineup, and I think John Farrell said something to the lines of um, he figured we might as well take advantage of getting him healthy and getting an arm up here. In the process, so like it's realistically that's what it was. It was uh, okay. We have someone here who needs to get healthy, and we need we have a need for pitching, and we have some minorly pitching who can help out. Barnes came up here and did a great job the other night. Was it one or two innings he pitched? I don't remember. It but two. He didn't give. He was two, and he didn't give up a run. Yeah, he's he's looked he, good every time he's pitched last year. Yeah, he's been, year. he's been put into high pressure situations and been fine. He needs to stay up here. Permanently, I don't know what it is, but there's a spot in that bullpen for him, and he should be. He's proved himself worthy of being up here.
1: Could it be closer?
0: I'm fine with it because Koji clearly can't. I don't want to say Koji can't do it, but he can't do it as high of a level as they expect him to be when they paid him. And right. his velocity's not there, Jess. It really isn't. He's throwing like 88 miles an hour. And before, it was like 90, a 95 mile an hour fastball to like an 86 splitter. That's a big drop. But now it's like an 89, 90 mile an hour fastball to an 85 splitter. Not a big difference. And then when you leave a splitter hanging up like he did in Baltimore to lose that game in the 10th inning, even more reason to say he's just not right. The thing? He might be hurt. If he's off remotely,
1: then he's not effective because his best pitch is the splitter, and if it's not effective, it's going to be up and home run city.
0: Yeah, exactly. And when the difference of his velocity is, such, is not as big between that and the splitter, if you're sitting on splitter and it's sitting up, you're gonna kill it if you're sitting on a fastball and the splitter sits up. You're still gonna have time to sit on it because it's gonna drop right into the strike zone for you. So I don't know. I just feel like at this point it's really not that hard to figure out Koji because it's either his splitter and his fastball. If his splitter drops, if his splitter, if it's coming down the middle and it's gonna and it's a splitter, you know not to swing at it. And if you're and if you're looking for the splitter, then hey. But now that his fastball is not that fast anymore, like I'm saying, then if you're not sitting on fastball, you probably have time to react to it to not especially with two strikes, you have time to, say, foul it off and get the next pitch. Well, I heard that, it's not I like, heard that his
1: fastball is, is, it was down like three or four miles per hour the last game, like down to like 86. Like yeah, it really it, it's not
0: high. I knew it wasn't that high. But his splitter's not much faster than that, Jess. His splitter's down there, too. Yeah. So, when the, like I'm saying, the difference needs to be there, or the splitter isn't as effective, or the fastball doesn't become... If you can't blow it by a guy, the splitter doesn't become as effective. And he's not one right now to be able to pinpoint his location. I'd be okay, I know it's hard to say, but if he's not 100% healthy, which he clearly isn't, I don't know if it's because of his arm strength, because he hasn't pitched, or what, but I am completely okay with putting him back on the DL, and letting Matt Barnes come up here and close, or giving Mark Benz the 8th inning and let Mojica close, God forbid, because that's probably the situation they would have, they wouldn't put Mojica, they'd probably give Mojica the closing roll, because that's the way he rolls, but
1: but would you, I think Matt, would you put Koji, like, instead of in the DL, would you put him in, like, the 6th or 7th inning instead?
0: I would rather do that, but if putting him on the DL means getting him healthy, that's fine. If it's something to do with his injury or his arm strength isn't there, then let him pitch some more. Maybe go to, send him to Pataki for a rehab, st- rehab stint just to get his arm strength going. If they think he can handle being in a less pressure situation just to get his arm strength, up, that's fine. Go I think
1: it. it's worthless to even have him, though, if he has to go on the DL every month to strengthen up his arm.
0: Well, that's, I mean, that's why you shouldn't pay him. I don't think the money is the problem, but like, I don't think they should have gave him a contract extension. And this goes back to my point of go get Jonathan Papelbon. He's sitting there wasting away in Philadelphia, and he's still really good. Uh, and he's still good. He's killing it. He's on my fantasy team. He's got me like four saves like already. Um, he's he's still there. And I think I think that's another thing for the day. We've talked about it before, Jess. But I I think he's a key guy to go consider, especially if the, these pitching woes for Koji consider, because I really hope Mohica's is not their backup plan. They don't have a backup plan right now, and I believe Jonathan Pavon would be that backup plan. Now, do they do it when they maybe get him and Cole Hamels together? I don't know if they were still vying for Cole Hamels, that is. But they got to do something, and if this, doesn't, if this continues, and it, it looks like it might continue.
1: Baseball's so tough, because it's like, it's such a long season, you play every day, it's so easy to just, like, sit there and wait for the guy to turn it around instead of do something about it, but then sometimes you wait too long and it becomes too late, and then things get out of hand. It's it's so tough with baseball, more than any sport.
0: I completely agree. And this pitch, like I said, this pitching staff hasn't been great, and I, again, Shane Victorino's brittle, Just kind of a full circle of little things here and there affect the rest of the team, and Shane Victorino's story and DL stint is a case in point. He goes to the DL so they can get bullpen out because the pitching staff sucks. So if the pitching staff doesn't suck, then the bullpen wouldn't be so tired and the team might be better. So it all goes back to the pitching Jess, which is where I started the show. Just all goes back to the starting pitching.
1: I just wish people could stay healthy. Like it's like everyone always gets hurt and
0: it's not even just here though. Like around the league, I mean, kind age, of a period. It's an injury plagued year this year so far.
1: Um, Every year keep, it is. a lot
0: of key key starters coming into the year though, not pitching. It's just been rough. Um, Out pitching Carr- isn't helping as well. Um, but we'll we'll leave that one to be. I don't want to crap on Shane Drenau too much, especially where this one. It didn't seem like he was completely unhealthy. It was just that they needed arms type thing. Yeah,
1: seriously, Farrell um, like, basically said like he's he's okay, but we're gonna put him here anyway
0: just because we have bat- we can have someone playing the outfield, a.k.a. Brock Holt. And that was a way of getting Brock Holt in the field every day, too. So, um, Or mostly every day. Obviously not every day, but it got him in the lineup a lot more. So, again, wh- move one piece out of that outfield, Victorino, Craig, whoever, it releases a lot more playing time for Brock Holt and potentially Rusnak Castillo. So, it's all a bunch of dominoes. They fit in perfectly, and that's the, what the baseball season is. So, pay attention to that, but overall, I just think that the pitching staff sucks.
1: Yeah, it's obviously a problem, and We'll see what they do over the next three weeks, and they get to my to my uh, May twentieth or May twenty fifth, and see see what's changed, if anything.
0: We'll see where it goes. Um, another position, obviously, that the Red Sox were kind of plagued with coming into the season, and you you kind of brought this up right before we came on, Josh. There, just kind of spurted it at me, um, was catcher because we were supposed to have Christian Vasquez. didn't happen. I uh, had to have season-ending surgery. Now you're stuck with Sandy Leon, who's basically worth a bag of balls, and. Hannigan, who hasn't been bad. I'm not saying Hannigan's been bad. Yeah, he's he's been like
1: great. the best 200-hitter alive.
0: Yeah, he's like – is he's hit, he hitting 200? Is that what he's hitting?
1: Uh, after his two outs today, he's hitting 186 now, but he seems to get hits when, like, they matter.
0: Yeah, okay. That's why I say so he's
1: the best 200-hitter best in the league.
0: <laughs> he's clearly here for his defensive catching. Right. That's what he's here for. Uh, but the, today, interesting, the Miami Marlins designated um, – Salty Machia for assignment. And obviously, if you guys don't remember, he played for us a couple years ago. Last year, he was played with concussion issues. didn't play too much. Um, and this year, he's been struggling. I don't have his stats in front of me, but he has been. terrible. I think he's hit like yeah,
1: 70 or something.
0: Now, coming into the show, Jess, I said I saw that he wasn't, the Red Sox were not interested and that they were set on keeping Hannigan and Leon and worrying about their defense behind the plate. You said that you saw somewhere that he, they were interested. Did you figure it out?
1: Well, I heard, I heard on the radio on WEI, they said that we were interested, but all the articles I found online all said we weren't interested,
0: like you said. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're not so interested. I'm going to go with no. <laughs> I'm going to go with no, and I'm okay with, I'm okay with that. Um, they don't need him. He, look, every time, when, right before he left here, everyone didn't want to leave, but he couldn't hit a lick when he left.
1: Want to give his stats now? I have him up.
0: Do you have him up? Okay, Terrible. go for
1: it. He's 2 for 29. With eight, which is a sixty-nine batting average.
0: Is that this season? Just this season? Yes.
1: Okay. Three runs, one home run, four walks, twelve strikeouts, and yeah, two for twenty-nine. He he's hasn't gotten a hit in the last four games. He hasn't played that much really, but he's 0 for his last fifteen, and he's one for his last nineteen. Yeah. So he's having about the worst month he could possibly
0: have <laughs> In 2013 last year with the Red Sox, he played 121 games, uh, 65 RBIs. His batting average was 273. Now look, you might be saying that is much better than what Hannigan and Leon are giving you, but his defense, he wasn't really a great overall catcher. I think he was here for his offense, Yeah. but he wasn't, I mean, he had some pop. He had 14 homers that year and 25 the year before that. Um, but he couldn't catch. Like, he wasn't good at working, calling a game. I'm pretty sure at some point they were still calling a game for him. That is the Red Sox management. So.
1: And now he's not hitting either.
0: Yeah, and now he's hitting like crap. He hit two twenty last year within 114 games. And, again, like you said, a 69 average in nine games this year. So it's not worth trying to rekindle those old numbers. He had a great run here in Boston. I'm not denying It'd that. It would be fun
1: he's, to have him back, but I don't know how practical it is.
0: In his four years here in Boston, he hit 360, 288, 288 again, and then 338. Like, he had – oh, that's his OBP. I lied. Those were way too good of numbers. Um, <laughs> 158, 235, 222, and 273. He had a great OBP, though. Um, <laughs> not quite so good in the average department. No, but in the average department, not great. Um, but those three years that he hit over two in mid-twos, th- those were solid years because he fit right into the lineup and what we had. They don't need him. Because they need someone who can handle this pitching rotation defensively. And I think the hand against that guy, I think Christian Vasquez would have been better, but that's obviously not an option. Um so yeah, so don't expect Salton Lamachi to walk through those doors, folks. He's not coming back, and I don't think I really want him back, to be honest.
1: Watch like tomorrow we sign him. <laughs> it's like oh I'd cool. be so
0: mad. <laughs> well
1: it'll be fun. Of course, it, uh, it'd be fun from uh, a sentimental uh, standpoint, but not from an anything else standpoint.
0: No. But that, honestly, that would be the case though. If that was to happen, you, Leon would be gone, and then Hannigan would be still be your starter. Salton Saltonlocke would be your backup catcher, right? Um, because he hasn't worked with his pitching staff, and he hasn't been here, and he's been playing like crap, and all that stuff. But you'd, Leon would be the odd man out there if that was the case. But I don't think it's going to happen, nonetheless. Um, Just let's look ahead here, though, before we run out of time, and got to bid these fine folks a do another for another week. Um, Love that phrase. <laughs> bid you <a laughs> I I've that word. Bid you a fair do for the week. Um, you have 3 versus the Jays starting today I don't have the score in front of me I don't know it's what it is
1: it's 5-3 to Toronto at the moment
0: of course it is um, oh sorry 5-4 we, we just scored yeah cool 5-4 um, right now playing the Jays first of 3 and then you have 3 against the Yanks all at home big home and then you have more at home next week too but we'll get there next week um, big home stand Jess I want, I want again we do this every week just give me a top player to look from both teams It's kind of obvious nowadays because we're staying in the division for God knows how long. Um, Potential record, what you think they're going to do in each series and just that kind of stuff. Maybe like a team MVP for the Red Sox potentially to look forward if it's not going to be Brock Holt. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, All right, well, so the first series against Toronto, I say I'm going with a two out of three.
0: Losing or winning? Winning.
1: I'm feeling pretty good about it. Uh, obviously, you were doing this after today's game started, but I was going to pick that anyway.
0: It's going to be slugfest, though, because both our offenses are potent. They, just got, they No one is pitching.
1: Right. And, obviously, today, 5-4 to after five innings, it's more offense.
0: It was 3-2 after one, so. Yeah,
1: exactly. Both starters still in the game, though. That's impressive. Um, that is actually really impressive. Yeah, they both lasted five innings, 100 pitches for Sanchez, <laughs> and 94 for Kelly, but they haven't come out. I
0: don't in. think the Red Sox had another option to be completely honest. <laughs>
1: Get out there, Kelly. You go pitch. You don't have anybody yeah. else. So, yeah, I got two out of three. Uh, player to watch for on Toronto. i not going to lie to you. I picked this before the game today, and it's just proved my point. My player to watch for for the Toronto is Devin Travis, and he's a rookie, second baseman. I picked him up in fantasy about a week and a half ago, and he's been incredible. He's such a good player. I don't know how he got this good this fast. He didn't even play AAA last year. And he played double-A. He made the jump from double-A to the majors.
0: I thought he did play triple-A. Oh, wow. No, He
1: didn't at all. Came up, started with him this year. And he already has an RBI single and a home run today on top of an already 359 batting average with five homers and 16 RBI before today started. So now he's got six homers and 18 RBI and a 373 batting average. He's the best player on their team. and. I picked him to be the, the star of the series before it started, and he has proved me completely right. So go get Devin Travis in fantasy if he's still available, because he's fantastic. And so I think I, he's my player, and then my player for the Red Sox in this series. At the moment, it's looking like it's going to be Pablo Sandoval. Cause he, has, he has a home run and, and three RBI today. But before the series, I was going to say Dustin Pedroia, because I'm ready for him to break out. And
0: He's been like a steady good so far, like... It's been consistent, but it hasn't been bad.
1: Yeah, so I'm waiting for him to have, like, a huge series where he hits, like, 600 or 700 and gets
0: on basically every at-bat. I think think they're going to lose two out of three here to Toronto. Oh, at home? Yeah, I really do. I honestly I hate to say it, but I think they're going to lose two out of three. Um, I think they're going to take two out of three against the Yanks um, at home. Especially the Sunday night game, they love, I don't know why, but I just think they're going to win that game. Especially because they got spanked last time they pitched, They played the Yanks in uh, primetime. Uh, yeah. So I think they'll win two out of three against the Yanks, lose two out of three to the Jays. Rough to say it, but I think that's what it is. I think that means they go, what, six and three and three, if I'm my math's right. Um, I think players to watch for Blue Jays, I think it's going to be Josh Donaldson for me. Um, he's had a consistent steady year-ish, but I think he's going to try to take advantage of Fenway. And the left, and obviously the monster being so short, and he's got so much pop pulling the ball. Um, we haven't really seen, heard much of him too much this year, but I think he's going to be a big player in this series, and a big reason why the uh, Red Sox eventually lose two out of three here. So the Blue Jays moving on to the Yankees, big player again, man. I'm sticking with it. A Rod, got to keep an eye on A Rod. Um, he's one home run away from tying the record, and one, um, I think, two home runs from breaking it. Yeah. From coming, what's the number all time? What's the list? Uh, fourth, four, so he'll be fourth by himself if he once he breaks the record. Um, I think he potentially will do it against the Red Sox. That's why I'm using this as a lookout guy.
1: Oh. Um,
0: he's probably he's a good chance he does it at Fenway. Um, That'd be
1: so gross.
0: So yeah, I know. So if you're a Red <laughs> Sox fan and don't want to see that, root for him. To hit a couple homers this week before they start a series here in Fenway. Uh, but I think he's my player to watch. I think he's been hitting real, the ball really well. He's still got some pop to the opposite field, and I, I think he's gonna. Um, two big things in that series. I think despite all that, I still think that the Red Sox take two out of three. Um, the only upside just for him not having the record completely to himself yet is if he com- when he comes here is that he might be trying really hard, that he might suck completely. I,
1: th- I think that's going to happen.
0: <laughs> but Yeah. Um, I think he'll be tied by the time he gets here. I think he'll at least hit one home run this series. I don't even know who they're playing. Um, uh, I have no idea. But I don't know. Tampa Bay. Okay, so you might, you're probably going to get a home run against Tampa Bay. Um, so we'll see there. But I think you'll probably have a good chance of him breaking the record here. at Fenway, um, wouldn't it be our luck if we have to see him get it on ESPN on Sunday <laughs> night? Oof. Schmoozing that. Throw happen. me off a roof. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty that. much. <laughs> <laughs> throw throw you off the roof and throw me off for the pitching staff. <laughs> all in all. Not a good we'll week. Um will jump off. Um, that being said, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, fans, don't forget... Uh, if you want to engage with your favorite CLNS personalities, download the Reach app today for both the iPhone and Android. Are you a fan of the Celtics, Red Sox, Bruins, or Patriots? Make your voice heard. Join your favorite show, and our hosts will ask the questions. Maybe your answer will get heard on air. Download the Reach app today. Go to www.reachapp.com backslash CLNS. Obviously, of course, you can go to the Google Play or uh, iOS Apple Store on your phones as well and get it right there and register and go on and check it out. Um, Great sponsorship. We use it all the time. It's good stuff. And uh, of course, we also want to thank our new partner, DraftKings, for bringing you this making the show possible today as well. Um, Jess, great show today. We had a lot to talk about.
1: We did actually. I just want to throw in at the end here. I I actually didn't even talk about the Yankees series in my my preview. Um oh, yeah, struggling. I think that we're going to sweep them. Actually, woo! I'm, I'm feeling Hot. I'm feeling good about home games
0: uh, this week. So we're going from winning two games, going two and four to five and one. Five and one. Yeah. If you're right, I would be very happy. Let's just keep but I let's just keep the
1: inconsistency
0: up. Why not, right? <laughs> you're keeping the positive vibes going. I am going all train wreck is what I'm going for. Well, the
1: Joe Kelly has 10 uh,
0: strikeouts right now. That's impressive. Ooh, fantasy numbers. Look at me go. Yeah, I have him. Joe That's Kelly. That's nice. So
1: I think we're going all, to win right. all three games and the player to watch out for is Mark Teixeira because he only has 15 hits this season, but he has eight home runs. So watch out for the long ball against him.
0: Well, now that Jess got all of his predictions in, now we'll end the show. <laughs> Uh, again don't forget reach that uh, reach app and DraftKings made today's show possible uh, Jess great show again as always uh, lots to talk about
1: um, when is there not yeah. when it's baseball season
0: yeah realistically, we're in the middle of baseball season with Josh Hamilton going back to Texas Adam Wainwright being done for the air. who takes over over there is coming out and calling out the National League for not should not having to hit Gassiel Puig has proved human goes on the DL for the first <laughs> time a lot of stuff going around and players charging other players bats for, for breaking their bats it's, it's Great, great week at baseball. But uh, until next week, um, again, enjoy the Red Sox series, especially against the Yankees. Enjoy all of baseball and all the great news and wonderful things that come with baseball season. And we, Jess and I will talk to you next week. Until then, have a good one and uh, see you.